Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Thursday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer Jihei Wanley. Jihei, how are you? You know, I am always great when I'm talking to you, Arash. Couldn't be better. Wow. Something must be wrong, Jihei. You're not normally this nice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think now uh, hopefully enough time has passed that you've uh, recovered from the uh, Duke loss. But we do have to talk about one of your... You know, Duke is your number one team. I think the Clippers are perhaps in your top uh, two, three, or five. The Clippers are struggling, G.A. You know, we we talked about them um, kind of at the beginning of the season as a surprise. Again, you know, you, you begin a season without Kawhi, uh, not a ton of, like, expectations. You know, without Kawhi, uh, you know, not generally thought of as a championship team. And by the way, certainly uh, when they began the season the way that they did, one and four, People were thinking that this was going to be a long, long season for them. They go on a big winning streak. They win seven straight games, actually, uh, following that one and four start. But GA, they have struggled now. They have uh, lost three straight games four of five, six of eight, seven of 10. Uh, just uh, have really kind of hit the wall here. Last night, they lose at home to the Sacramento Kings. Previously, they lost at home to the New Orleans Pelicans. They are now losing to teams that are below 500 that that really, when they come into your house, you should not lose to. And these games really haven't been that close against the, the Pelicans. They lost 123 to 104 last night, losing 124 to 115. Now, Paul George did not play last night. So, listen, we, we said if this team is going to have a hope to make it to the postseason without uh, Kawhi, Paul George is not only going to have to play, he's going to have to play like a most valuable player candidate, which he certainly has. So, you know, not a shock perhaps that they would lose and struggle um, at home without Paul George. But, you know, Jihei, like as you watch this team play, um, this is sort of the concern that I had with this team, that if Paul George is right, and if Paul George is playing like one of the top 10 players in the league, which he can be, and he certainly has been prior to coming to the Clippers, if they're not going to get that, so certainly if he's not playing or if he's having like a bad night, this is not a a deep team. Clearly not. You don't have Kawhi. But G.A., while you watch this team struggle, are you concerned now? I mean, because here's the thing. I really felt, okay, if this team can make the playoffs, if they can get Kawhi back towards the end of the season, that's a good flyer bet for me in terms of, you know, you know, 25 to 1 or 20 to 1. I don't know what the the the, the odds are now. But, uh, you know, you know at some point you're going to get Kawhi back. I think there's this feeling that he's going to come back at some point. If the Clippers are a playoff team, they do not look like a playoff team right now. Yeah, last night they did not look like it. Um, you got to give a little credit where credit's due. My boy Luke had a great game. Um, yes. You know, he did step up his game. Um, Reggie, not so much. Kind of disappointed on that one. But um, no Paul George. 
I, I wasn't really expecting greatness like I did from the Real Housewives of Orange County um, uh, last night. That's probably why I'm in a great mood, by the way, Arash. Uh, I am a Housewives junkie, and last night's episode did not disappoint me. But um, the Clippers episode did kind uh, the Clippers kind of disappointed me. Um, Luke didn't disappoint me, but they probably all should have, the rest of the squad should have stepped up like he did. I think the rest of them just, you're right. They were kind of subpar, right? They were kind of that eh, kind of squad. So something needs to change. Uh, maybe Reggie needs to step up and be the um, the leader that we think that he can be. Um, that's why he got re-signed, right? That's why we we think that he... It, it wasn't in, insanely disappointing, um, especially since I knew that Paul George wasn't going to be there. Yeah, and I need to walk back something because I said they don't look like a playoff team. They are a playoff team right now. I mean, the, the West actually, outside of the top two teams, the Suns and the Warriors, and if you want to loop in the Jazz, I guess, there is a huge you know, cluster in the West from the number four seed all the way down to the number 10. Uh, they're all separated by like one or two games. So you got the 11 and nine Mavericks are currently the four seed. And then the 11 and 11 Timberwolves and the, you know, they're, they're the nine or 10 seed. So right now the Lakers are 12 and one because they beat uh, the uh, Kings in their last game. And the Clippers are 11-11 and because they lost their last game to the Kings. I mean, we have, both of the teams in Los Angeles, GA, are 500. Um, not, you know, again, not where you want to be. Both of them, if the playoffs were to begin tomorrow, would be the six and seven seeds. They would probably get bounced in the first round the way that they're currently uh, playing. But... Again, no expectations for the Clippers without Kawhi. This is not a shock. Again, they began the season at one and four. So, you know, when they get Paul George back, hopefully they get Kawhi back. I think they'll be okay. The Lakers, and we've talked about that for a while, that's a little bit more concerning. Again, they haven't been 100% healthy this year, but we have seen them with all those pieces, and they don't look like a... Um, a championship team. Certainly when the season began, according to Las Vegas, we were going to get a Brooklyn Nets, Los Angeles Lakers finals. The Nets have turned it around. Amazingly, without your boy Kyrie, G, hey, they are they are just fine. I, I don't necessarily think they need Kyrie. It'll be interesting how that story plays out. I mean, do, does Kyrie um, get traded for at least something? I mean, a Ben Simmons-Kyrie trade has always made sense to me because, I mean, you, you got two guys who just don't want to be where they are right now. And maybe if they change locations, that that'll change things up a, li a little bit. Um, gee, you probably didn't think I would have a Real Housewives uh, and Clippers tie-in, but I'm watching. So I watched a little bit of both. Uh, I, I kind of connected the two together. I don't know if whether you saw courtside during the Clippers game, um, their official attorney of the Clippers and the uh, – it's right on the court side on the scores table. Sweet James. Sweet James had a, <laughs> a, a um, advertisement during the game. And again, normally when I uh, see Sweet James and I see the billboards, I see his commercials, I, I hear his commercials, I think, okay, you know, thankfully I don't need an attorney, but maybe at, at some point in life, if I do need one, I'll call up Sweet James. I cannot view Sweet James Bergener in the same light that I normally did because, um, 
what does he have? A, 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 a dungeon. Yes. A sexual dungeon, Jihei. Yes. Um, I guess kudos to that family for being that open. <laughs> Right. Um, you know, that, that, trust me, that shocked me as well. Uh, for those that don't watch Real Housewives, I mean, that, that I, I'm assuming maybe that's the reason for the divorce as well. I don't know. Uh, that, that was. Wait, I didn't get. So, wait, it, did they get a divorce? Is that because yeah. I'm, I, again, I'm not a f- total fan of the show. I kind of uh, tuned in and. When I saw Sweet James, again, like, if you're a sports fan, I'm assuming you probably heard of Sweet James, and so that's why I, um... Well, and you can't not, and you, and you can't not see his billboards if you're from Los Angeles, like, they're everywhere, so, yeah. um, yeah, no, him and his wife are, unfortunately, they are in the midst of a divorce at this current oh, moment in man. time, so, yeah. She seemed like she's a ton of fun, and I say that in a very, um, you know, complimentary kind of way, I mean, probably, maybe, maybe not to be married but she's very open she's very kind of uh you know looks like she she's having a good time looks like this is going to be a good season you're going to have to get me um kind of like up to speed that oh, house caught up, Arash. that um, heather had was pretty incredible phenomenal i mean yeah. talk about being so jealous of people in orange county that is i'm not a huge heather bro fan but man that home is beautiful it is stunning um and Sweet James, you're missing out, man, because that woman is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Nicole, um, I believe is her name. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful woman inside and out, it seems like. She seems like she's going to be a good addition to the, the Real Housewives of Orange County. Yeah, so I think now I'm going to maybe have to. And then, and then Gia, you have a, uh, a podcast. I don't know whether you can actually say the name, but you do have a Bravo uh, reality show podcast. So um, I do. I don't think I, I can say it on the air. So yeah, yeah, but uh, but if you if you look up Jihei's name on her social, she'll tweet out and post the uh, link. And so you know, because of you, Jihei, I'm, I'm gonna have to kind of maybe watch some shows that I don't normally watch, which is fine. By the way, if hey, we, diversify we a, your portfolio pro, pro, or portfolio, exactly. right? No, I mean, listen, and 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 if there's someone on the show that I'm vaguely familiar with that gets me, I just need to get a foot in the door. Once I'm in the door, then I start caring about the other people that are on the show. And so, you know, again, <laughs> I I just did not expect to think of or see Sweet James in that light. And by the way, I mean, not no shocker here, doing very well in life in terms of flying around in private jets and, uh, you know, doing the things that he's doing. So good on uh, Sweet James. Um, Jihei, a little bit of news in Vegas. Again, you're, you're going to be heading out there. Is that n- next week you will be in Las Vegas? Yes, I will be in Las Vegas next Tuesday. Um, after well, the show, I will be flying out. You're going to have to report back in terms of how the Tropicana looks, because apparently the Oakland Athletics baseball team, they've made numerous trips to Las Vegas. Uh, They've they've talked about a number of potential sites for a baseball stadium. They have targeted the site for the Tropicana, um, which is on the corner of Tropicana and uh, the the strip there right across the street from the MGM Grand and the Excalibur, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of talk that that if, if they get the public money that they want and, and how they got the Allegiant Stadium, that never went to a, pub, a public vote. So if once again they can find a way to get some public money, the, uh, the idea here, Jihei, is to build a $1 billion baseball stadium. And then all of a sudden, Las Vegas would be the home of not only the Raiders, but the athletics. Um, Obviously, 
you know, we don't know what the stadium is going to look like. One of the pictures that, that I tweeted um, would be a retractable roof stadium. Of course, when you talk about a season uh, where it encompasses the summer months of June, July, and August, you're, you're, you're going to have to have that thing covered. Um, Gee, the, the, the number one question that, that I get just because I go to Vegas a, a lot and you do too is can Vegas support three teams? And my thought process there is yes. Now, will they be always well attended? And I and I push back on that only because, like, look around the league. I, I don't think every single game is sold out. Certainly, if you go to Tampa Bay, for example, you know, if you go to M- Miami, if you go to South Florida, I mean, so if Las Vegas gets a team and it's not jam-packed for, like, every single game, they're not unique in that respect. But I do think... When you look at sports wagering, if you look at what's happening in terms of the growth of Las Vegas and where they are targeted to be post-pandemic, uh, it, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. And so, and, a, and by the way, we're not talking about a 50,000-seat ballpark. I think they are projecting a 30, 35,000-seat park, so it, it wouldn't be impossible for it to fill up. I can imagine those games against the Dodgers, against the Yankees, against uh, some of the more signature marquee franchises. Uh, Gia, your thoughts on a new professional sports team for Las Vegas? First of all, it's Vegas. Absolutely, they can support a third franchise. It's Vegas. Um, Whether you are for the team or whether you are against the team, somebody's going to go and want to watch their team play in Vegas. Right, yeah. you want to go and spend the weekend, the week does not matter. Um, not everybody has a nine to five, right? I mean, we don't have really a nine to five. Like, uh, you know, I know that you randomly will go off during the week to go and uh, go to, to Florida to, you know, cover a a game or cover uh, maybe possibly even some wrestling events yeah. as well, right? Um, I I will go to Vegas just because you know what I. Because I can, because I go, I, I'm very, very blessed that I can go in the middle of the week and go to Vegas uh, because of this wonderful job that we have. There are tons of people out there that are able to do that. So, of course, whether it is going to be people from uh, this great state of Nevada or people from all over the, the world, all over the country, they're going to be able to go and support a team in Vegas or their team that's going to go and play in Vegas. Another issue. LA doesn't support every game, you know, no. Dodger fans don't go to every single game. And especially if it's a 30,000, 20,000 person, uh, 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 arena ballpark, they're going to be able to, to support yeah. it. I mean, Dodger Stadium is 50,000 yeah. or 55,000. So, I mean, that, that, that's why, you know, you got to make it a little bit smaller. Um, and, and the beautiful thing about it, GA, that location, it, it positions itself that if you're in Vegas and you have a decision, like, do we want to go to a Cirque show? Do we want to go to this, that, or the other? One of the options, and you can be a casual fan, or maybe you're not even a fan. You're like, I've never been to a game before. You're going to go to a game. And generally speaking, again, if it's not sold out or if it's not a hot ticket, you can get tickets for 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 20 bucks. As someone who's been to Cirque shows, that's a great deal. If you can go to your first major league b- baseball game, for example, for tw- for twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. By the way, with baseball, the beauty of that is you, it doesn't really matter where you sit, as long as you're like 
in the door. You got your popcorn. You got your drink. You're going to have a good time. So we'll see where that lands. Again, we can't talk about Major League Baseball without at least bringing up the fact that they are locked out for the first time since 1990. You're talking about 21 years, Jihame. We have a lockout. Now, the good thing is, if there can be a good thing here, is that we have some time. We have about three months until next season. The unfortunate thing is usually with these kind of lockouts when it's timed like this, there is no motivation for both sides, the players union and the owners to make a deal now. Again, I think we are we are going to work right up until the end of spring training for a deal, and I don't even know what kind of a spring training we, we will have. It won't be what it normally is like. Again, spring training normally begins sometime in February, and I uh, can't imagine that happening on time. So that's, that's the kind of uh, concern there that, okay, so we have a lockout, first time in 21 years. No one's motivated to make a deal right now, but here's where they are. They will be motivated because we, we are in a position post-pandemic where, again, we just have this thing. Um, and by the way, the, the, the pandemic, we're not done with it, and it's still affecting the attendance for a lot of teams out there. So what you can't afford to have happen that maybe you could have 21 years ago, you cannot miss games. You need to have 162 games. I mean, that's not even a question mark. You're talking about when the Dodgers won the World Series, going from 162 to 50. That, so you cannot once again miss games. So I, I do think in past years you, the, there was some concern about a shortened season, maybe even a canceled season. GA, there's no way that that happens. I think both sides, at the very least, are going to try to get the best deal that they possibly can, knowing we both, the owners and the players, cannot afford to miss games. They need to play a full 160-game slate there. And, uh, and just prior to the lockout happening, the Dodgers re-signed Chris Taylor, CT3, is coming back to the team. Big move for them, G.K., because, listen, I knew the likelihood when they made that trade for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner was involved in that deal, I thought two things. I said, Max Scherzer's just here for one year. Whether they win the World Series or not, I can't imagine Scherzer uh, coming back. Only because I did envision a team like the Mets or the Yankees or someone giving him the kind of contract. And I and I just didn't think the Dodgers would do that. So I did think Max Scherzer coming here was a one-year thing. And when Trey Turner came to the Dodgers, the first thing I thought of was I said, I already thought Corey Seager was gone. This confirms it. There's no way that the, the, the Dodgers are going to spend over $300 million, $315, $320 million to keep Corey Seager as important as he has been to this team when you have a Trey Turner. So, again, as much as it hurts to lose those guys, not shocked. To get to, to keep Chris Taylor was huge because he was sort of a 50-50 a proposition for me. So happy Chris Taylor is coming back. And one more thing, G.A., on Las Vegas is you will be heading there to go to the sports book um, next week. And again, I think when when sports wagering was legalized around the country, uh, 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 not around the country, as we can't do it here in California, but the majority of the country, 
it was sort of like like what effect is that going to have on in Vegas? You know, you no longer need to go to Las Vegas to place a sports wager. Well, I said that that was hogwash. Vegas would do just fine. Las Vegas last month, Jihei, or in October, the first one billion dollar month in Vegas, a record one point one billion dollars was bet in October in Nevada sports books, marking the first time in the state sports betting history they have handled over a billion dollars. Jihei, does that surprise you? No, no, not at all. I mean, there's so much money to be made in the betting industry. This doesn't shock me whatsoever. And I know that that's a huge, huge number for a lot of people. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, what do they bet on? On everything. I mean, it, 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 you got the month of October. You oh, got sorry, the, the, month of October. the NFL, okay. you got college football. You got, I mean, so there's so much happening no, in the month of October. Um, Gee, we, we uh, do have to kind of go back to your clippers here. And for you, just for you, Gee, when we <laughs> come back, we are not only going to hear from Ty Lu, Jihei, but we are going to hear from Luke Kennard. We're going to talk to him uh, about the, the loss last night for the Clippers when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 and 98.5 The Fan. We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio, the all-new and Mightier 1090 AM. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio, the all-new and mightier 1090 AM. All right, welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Um, Gee, before we get talking about the Clippers, once again, just really excited for uh, this season of Real Housewives of Orange County. Um, again, I I am um, now enthralled with with the uh, life of one sweet James Burgunder. And by the way, I mean he's got billboards yeah, around I, town. I, I highly he doubt advertises. That. Uh, maybe I should reach out to Sweet James. Um, I, I can't imagine he's going to want to talk about the show though, just because of uh, you know <laughs> what's happening. By the way, by the way, would that deter you? From hiring an attorney when you know what you know about him. I mean, she was talking about certain things she does to him. She was talking about the dungeon. Would that uh, change if you were about to call up Sweet James? Would you not because of the show? You know what? That's a good question. I have no idea. I I don't know if I want to know about my attorney's sex sex life, dungeon, and exploits and things like that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I would probably be less opt to to call him uh no. maybe because of that and on top of it like his mom or her mom calling him like a uh, ambulance chaser as well um uh, it just <laughs> yeah that's it, not good yeah it's probably not the best uh thing but i mean he built a great life for them so an and, amazing life yeah. I mean, listen, if your life includes a private jet and i'm i mean that's you know, they clearly have a great house. Right. Uh, but yeah, listen, if, if, if your life includes you uh, flying around on private jets, things like that, you're doing well in life. Um, the team that's not doing well right now, Jihei, I did my best with that segue, <laughs> is the Clippers. Clippers, Jihei, uh, are struggling right now. They are a 500 basketball team. They are 11-11. and 11. We were so high on them, uh, kind of. 
a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they've kind of hit some hard times. Again, listen, uh, you we totally expected that without Kawhi, and certainly when you don't have Paul George like they did not have last night, you're going to struggle. But, um, you know, just to see both teams in Los Angeles at 500 right now is not what I thought. I certainly thought the Lakers would be <laughs> a contending team. But um, let's now hear from Clippers coach Ty Lu who's on an amazing TikTok commercial right now. <laughs> you got to see that if you the next time you're checking out a game. And G. Hayes, longtime close personal friend, Luke Kennard. Hey, Ty, uh, with, uh, with tonight's starting lineup, uh, how did you come to choose uh, that lineup? And uh, what did you think of how the game in the second half started? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, we know they started big. Um, so we put Serge and Zoo out there together. Um, thought we got to a good start the first four or five minutes of that, of that quarter, first four or five minutes. And then, um, you know, we had a problem with Garden Davis, I thought early on. Um, but, you know, we've been getting hurt on the glass. We started big. It was okay. It hurt us in the third quarter, I thought. Got to a real slow start. Um, you know, they were moving way faster than we were flying around and um, we couldn't keep up in that third quarter. So um made some early substitutions. We got our younger guys in there. They came in with some you know fresh legs and played pretty well. And um some things that just take away from, you know, having thirty five assists um tonight on forty seven field goals. Um only having thirteen turnovers. So we did some good things, but uh, defensively I think is where it hurt us more than anything that you know we just couldn't get stops. They got out in transition and uh, we couldn't keep up with their pace. Concern just with the defense tonight, the, the last couple games really. Um, transition was one. I think we got to do a better job of getting back in transition. And then, you know, some guys you want, you know, to live with making shots, they've been making shots. And um, so that's going to happen. You know, Valentino's made seven in the first quarter of the night. And before coming to the game, I think he was three for 13. And then how many he make tonight? Yeah, you saw that, right? Yeah, yeah, zero. So, I mean, it just happens, you know. Going under the pick and roll, he started early with Sacramento. A lot of guys shoot 25% and under. They made some shots, so because we had to adjust. So that's just how it is, you know. Um, you try to, you know, come into it with your best game plan. Sometimes it don't work, so you got to be able to adjust. And uh, we did that, but they kind of had it going. So um, they played well. Hey, Ty. Uh, in the fourth quarter, a couple times, you uh, pulled Keon aside and kind of were talking with him, running through stuff on the on the uh, dry erase board, I guess. Um, how receptive has he been to the instruction, and what do you think of him tonight? No, he's been great. You know, um, to, you know the point guard position is the toughest position, and um, when he's up here with us, he plays the point a lot of the times, but, you know, um, when he's down with um, the G League, he, you know, he's playing the two, he's playing off the ball a bit more. So, I just, you know, he plays hard, competes. That's the biggest thing. Um, the energy he brings us, um, he's picking up the offense really well, you know, at that position. And, um, like I said, you're going to make some mistakes, but, you know, you can, you can live with those mistakes because of the way he plays, how he plays hard, he competes. You mentioned him playing point guard a little bit. Like, does his passing, like, is it better than what you kind of thought it would be when he came out and stuff like that? Um, he made some good decisions, but, you know, we really haven't seen a lot of it out of the pick and roll and stuff like that, but we just, um, for the most part, but using that just to organize a team, you know, against our stuff and kind of be the person that, that makes the first pass to trigger our offense. But um, he's been handling it pretty well. 
Brandon Boston, excuse me. Yeah. Can you talk about what he, uh, what you saw, what you got out of him tonight? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really good. I thought he came in and uh, gave us a really good lift, you know, in that first half. Um, you know, he was on a little bit restriction today, you know, at 19 years old, but, um, so we had, but, you know, he, um, he played well, you know, um, just be able to get to the basket attack. You know, get downhill, um, and he didn't be able to make a passes when he when he gets into the paint. So uh, we needed that. I thought Jay Scrub came in, did the same thing, was able to get downhill, make some good passes um, to Isaiah, and make some good plays as well. So um, just getting those young guys on the floor and like just seeing them compete and play hard and play well was good to see. Uh, on the other side of the ball, uh, Davion Mitchell, um, is that about what you expected from that kid? Um, I didn't know he could shoot it like that. But he made some, you know, he made some shots. You know, we knew he can guard and defend. You know, just um, his toughness. You know, you know, willing to compete every possession. Like, you know, that's that's the throwback NBA. That's the old NBA. The way he plays, far as picking up full court. Like, his his defense is not token defense. Like, he's really picking up full court to to harass you and try to take it from you. So, um, we knew he did, he could do that. But like shooting the ball the way he did, um, he really came in and changed the game for those guys in that first half. So with Brandon, just just to clarify, like that minute restriction, just because of how much he's been going back and forth. Yes, sir. G League. Just wanted to make sure. Thank you. I know earlier in the season we talked about having getting open looks and not being able to make them as much, uh, but over the last like nine, ten games, like the percentage of open and wide open shots you guys have gotten have kind of gone down as much a bit. Yeah. Like, are you happy with the shots that you guys are getting? Can you do more to to get more open um, shots? Or I'm not really happy with the shots we're getting, but. We're not putting enough pressure on the defense to get better shots. And by that, I mean getting into the paint, you know, making teams collapse and then making the right pass. And tonight, I thought we did that. I thought we were able to turn the corner, get down the hill, get into the paint, and making some good passes and, you know, some good plays. So I got to go back and watch it. But, you know, to have 35 assists, like, just, you know, and um, like we did tonight, you know, I thought we moved the ball and we tried to do some, some good things. But um, we got to continue, just, like I talked about before the game, attacking the paint, getting into the paint. Drop it out to the big. They crack back, making the pass out to the three-point shooters. And um, we did a better job of that tonight. We still got to continue to get better. Are you seeing a bit more decisiveness on, on transition breaks? I mean, I know that's it's been an issue all year, but... Um, still hesitant, like not really, you know, making the right play every single time. Um, we're trying to make the right play, so you can't be mad about that, but we got to get better at it. We got to continue to keep showing and continue to keep getting better. Hi, um, Terrence had 19 points tonight. Um, it, it seems like he's really trying to like will himself <laughs> back to like where he was before. Um, what'd you make of his play? And then also, is Paul going to be available Friday? Yeah, Paul will be available Friday. And, um, yeah, just team man, just getting back to being aggressive in transition, attacking, um, doing a better job, making quicker decisions when the ball swung to me to shoot it or drive it, you know, put it on the floor. He's your power and strength. And when he gets inside, he's a great passer. So, um, just don't think about it. Just play your game and, you know, we got to get him back to doing that. Has he been in his head a little uh, bit? You got to ask him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Better be a hell of a question. Um, I guess with, with, I know you said earlier that you don't know Nico's timeline, but thinking about Friday, are you preparing as if he might be available Friday? You want the truth? Preferably. He won't be playing Friday. Okay. <laughs> That's it, man. Luke, uh, what, what was it, what, what was it like for you, uh, getting it going, uh, with all those young guys who, for the most part, uh, other than you and Isaiah, hadn't really played much this season? Um, yeah, no, it was great to see those guys come in, um, be aggressive, play hard, 
play with energy. Um, you know, the way the game was kind of going, wasn't going our way. Um, but I thought those guys did a good job of kind of picking us up a little bit, um, getting us going and, um, you know, someone gave us a chance there at the end and, uh, it's good to see, you know, kind of build their confidence up and, um, you know, it's, you know, right now the way that we're going, you know, we're just, we're going to need everybody, no matter who, who steps in, um, steps on that court. Uh, you know, we, we expect everybody to, to give max effort. And I thought those young guys did a really good job of that tonight. Like, you know, you and Terrence were absolutely coming into games, killing entire second units. It seemed like for most of November, uh, do you feel like you and Terrence kind of need to get, get that regenerated uh with uh you guys losing seven of ten um most definitely um i know like you mentioned um there was kind of a stretch there where we were winning games and um you know our second unit was playing really well um and i think you know recently you know uh, it's on it's on me too uh like I, i've had a rough stretch um you know the last week and a half a uh, couple weeks um, you know, when, when we've been losing. So, uh, you know, I, I gotta be a lot better. Um, and I know, I know that, you know, like the coaches and my teammates, they look for me to, to be aggressive and, uh, play with a lot of energy. And I think, um, I haven't done a great job of that, uh, over the last couple of weeks, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think, you know, tonight towards the end of the game, I thought, you know, we did a good job kind of getting back to that. And hopefully we can, um, you know, build off of, you know, what we did towards the end of the game. Uh, with with that, you know, some of those second second unit guys, some of those core guys, and uh, and hopefully we can kind of turn this thing around very soon. Uh, look, you mentioned it right now, but like this is your first double digit double digit scoring game uh, since the 18th of November. And like, I'm just curious, like, are, are you getting the shots you want? Are defenses playing you different? Is it the lineups that you're playing with? Like, what do you attribute some of the struggles that you've had of late? Um, yeah, you know, I, I've been getting. Uh, the looks I've wanted, um, I, I, I've been through a, you know, kind of a rough shooting stretch. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, teams, you know, they're, they're playing a, a little more aggressive, uh, on me defensively, but, um, I still feel like I've been able to get shots, um, the shots that I've wanted. I missed some easy ones, uh, like the first half tonight, just some, some easy ones that I, I, I usually can make, uh, <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's not always just the offensive stuff. You know, I think defensively, um, you know, we had a game plan and we did some of the things that, that we, we wanted to do, but I don't think we did it aggressive enough. Um, and we just didn't really kind of get on track with, with what we wanted to do, um, defensively. So it's something we got to kind of fix and, um, you know, fix, you know, right away. And I think we got the guys in the locker room that are willing to to do that um, and willing to trust in each other uh, to to make the changes we need to to start getting more wins. So it's been a rough stretch. You know, it's it's, it's not fun when we're losing. It's not you know we we don't expect to lose. We expect to win, and um, that's what we're here for. And uh, you know, hopefully we can um, bounce back. Uh, you know, we got two games back to back. You know, it's the it's the best best chance to. The quickest opportunity we can to get back in the in the winning uh, winning column, the winning track. So uh, hopefully we we bounce back soon. Beyond just this game uh, defensively, though, like the last maybe nine or ten games defensively, you guys have been in in games, but the offense has kind of let you down. And Ty's talked a lot about getting in the paint and finishing in transition. So like we all know what you can do from outside, but how do you 
contribute to the attack on the base and stuff like that? Like, how do you how do you help in that area? Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that com comes to mind is some of the turnovers we've had. Um, you know, we've just been real sloppy with the ball. You know, like for for me, uh, like for example, just like some of the passes I've been making, just casual um, and guys just jumping in the passing lane and just stealing just stuff that we weren't doing towards the beginning of the year but um, it's something we uh, have kind of gotten away from um, offensively so the turnovers have been a big thing um, and just you know we're starting to get some guys back so like you know it's, it's going to be a little a little different you know the flow of things but um, I think the guys that like Marcus you know he's uh, he's been he's been really good just like the when uh, since he's gotten back uh, surge you know he's starting to get a rhythm going so um it's just you know finding the flow that we need how we want to play um taking care of the ball um and just getting the right looks keep playing the right way um you know i think what we have we had a, a decent amount of assists so it's like just continuing to share the ball and getting the ball moving side to side that's it's a big thing for us and um, we're capable of putting up big numbers. Um, defensively, we, we've, we've been good, um, but we got to clean it up offensively a little bit. Luke, last year you guys were, were so good playing shorthanded and with odd lineups and just sort of there's a consistency of, of effort and the execution mm -hmm. kind of no matter what was there. How, how do you guys get back to that? Because you guys are going through attrition, guys in and out of lineup. A lot of that's the same, but... There's a lot of highs and lows, it feels like, with the performance. How do you guys find that normalcy? Um, I mean, I think it's just we, we have to play harder. Um, we have to, you know, start the, I, you know, we can't we can't dig ourselves in holes. I think we, we've done that um, in some of these games. Um, and we've been able to kind of fight back, but. Um, you know, like you said, being shorthanded, you know, some of our, you know, big time guys being out, um, you know, we, we can't do that. We can't allow ourselves to, to dig those holes early. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we've, we've, we've had a, a good year so far. Obviously, it's been a rough stretch, but, um, you know, rough start to the year. Then I thought we kind of got back to, to how we needed to play. Um, and we just played hard throughout that, that winning stretch that we had. And, um, I'm not saying we got comfortable or anything, but, uh, you know, I think, that we just, you know, we're we're starting to try to um, still still learn um, a lot of, a lot of things about each other and, and how we how we're playing and how we need to play. But um, you know, we we believe in ourselves. We believe in each other. We we know we have the team to to win some games. Um, and you know, now's the time to to start turning that around. And uh, like I said, we we believe that we can for sure. All right, that was Ty Lu. That was Luke Kennard. Uh, GA, what what is sort of? I mean, I I would say, listen, you love the Clippers, you like Kawhi, you like Paul George. But if I were to say who is your favorite Clippers player, you would probably say it was the man that we just heard from, Luke Kennard. Why are you such a Luke Kennard fan? You know, I mean, it's not just because of Duke. I mean, yeah. it's mainly the main reason why. But you know, he is a glue guy. He does all the intangibles. He does the things that you don't see on paper, right? He does those. He's great on the defensive end. He is just, he's a, he's a player. He yeah. likes to, he's a gym rat. He likes to be there. Um, he does the things that you just can't teach. Right. Um, yeah. And he's kind of that kid that just wants to be there. And that is just such a wonderful thing. If you've ever coached the game before, um, they always say like, you should be coachable. 
and yeah. kids, everybody should be. It just means that you're able to soak everything in, right? You, it doesn't matter what you, your coach says, jump, you say how high yeah. and you just do it. Right. Um, for many years, I was, I was that kid, uh, until maybe I thought about the game a little bit more and was like, well, <laughs> why am I doing, th- why am I jumping so high? Um, but that, that's Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard is that kid that says, yes, coach, I will do what, what you say. I will, I'll, I'll figure it out and I will do those intangibles. I think he's found his niche in, uh, in the NBA, uh, in the association. So that's that's the main reason why I love, love Luke Kennard. Uh, and G, I have some news for you. So not only am I excited about Lincoln Riley being the new head coach of USC, I'm excited about college basketball. Why? Because my what? USC Trojans are 7-0 and right now. They beat <laughs> Utah last night by 20 points, 93-73. to Unlike your Duke Blue Devils, we are 7-0. and We are undefeated. Top 20 team. Jihei, momentarily, I am into <laughs> college basketball right now because, uh, listen, if USC is doing good, if they're a top 20 team, top 25 program, certainly come tournament time, I'm excited about that. Again, normally speaking, I'm not a big college hoops fan, but that's because I didn't really go to a college hoops program. Although my, my first year at USC, we did go all the way to the Elite Eight before losing to Duke or something like that. No, that that that, <laughs> that that was a very good Duke team. But um, yeah, listen, I was watching the game last you. night. I will what? just say good. For, I will just say good for you because my Dukies are always in contention. So you know you got to have something to hope oh, yeah. for. <laughs> Exactly. No, but listen, you know, tough time for the Lakers, tough time for the Clippers. So excited. I got the top 25 USC Trojans basketball team. All right. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing Bleed bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing Cost me more to be free than a life in the bin Making money off of cuss words, writing again Learn how to take a head, so I fight with my pen Late night down sunset, like in the sand What's the worst they can do to a player Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA Thank you for listening to Believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show And giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com And search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube